0: to another edition of Hatter Chatter, the podcast presented by Inside Credit Union. I am your host, Ricky Hazel, and I'm joined today by senior men's golfer, Chris Williard. Chris, how are you doing today?
1: Good, how are you?
0: Doing well, doing well. So, what have you been doing to occupy your time in the last six weeks or so since uh, the shutdown started?
2: I've just been trying to stay in shape, play a lot of golf when I can. Um, I'm up in Columbus, Ohio right now, so... Um, the weather's not very good, but um, it's a good time right now to uh, to keep working on your game, get stronger, make the change you need to um, in the different aspects of your game since no tournaments are going on. It's basically a free offseason right now. So um, right now is a good time just to work on everything you need to do. And that's just kind of what I've been trying to do, get stronger and uh, work on my metal game and um, get ready for next season.
0: Blacklick, Ohio. Probably not a place many people have heard of.
2: Yeah, um, not really. Uh,
0: unincorporated uh, in what is it? Franklin County.
2: Franklin County. Yeah, just outside Columbus. Uh,
0: tell me a little bit about the area.
2: Well, it's it's a it's a small town. It's a little suburb of Columbus, um, kind of near the airport, and uh, I mean it's a it's it's Gahanna's a pretty big city, so or big town. So I'm just outside Gahanna. So it's it's not like I live in the complete middle of nowhere, but um our backyard's kind of like the cornfields, so um, it's nice. Um, nice to get away from the city life for a little bit, but um, it's a good little town.
0: Having spent some time in Ohio, you can go from uh, you know metropolitan area to cornfields pretty quick.
2: Oh yeah, that's what it seems like out here. Um, you go from. Uh the, the airport, the the airport city and then um then you come out here and you're in the middle of nowhere. It seems like you don't see a house for miles. So
0: So growing up in Columbus, I mean you're right, smack in the middle, and I don't know what your favorite teams are, or what your favorite sports are, but you got, you know, the Columbus professional teams in soccer and hockey, but then you've got Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland are all about the same distance. So right. where are all your loyalties <laughs> lie?
2: I've always been a huge hockey fan growing up in Columbus. So the Blue Jackets are obviously one of my number one teams. And then you look at um, – my dad's always been a Reds fan since since he was born. So he's been a big, big Red Machine man. And so I've always been a Reds fan too. And then oh, – which has been kind of disappointing the last couple of years. It's been tough to be a Reds fan.
0: <laughs> I, I feel your pain.
2: But then uh, I'm a Buffalo Bills NFL team. It's kind of an outlier, but um, – yeah, those, those are where my liberties lie, and uh, it's professional sports.
0: Uh, that's, Buffalo's not too far.
2: Yeah, it's six hours.
0: Not yeah, too bad. yeah, it's pretty good. So, obviously, in Ohio, and you talk about golf, and there's only one name that anybody would mention is Jack Nicklaus. Um, right. What, what you, have you ever run across Jack at a golf course? What, I mean, did you follow him as a kid?
2: Uh not not really. When I was growing up it was all Tigers, It still yeah. all Tiger, even though I live in Columbus. But everything in Columbus is named after Jack. I mean, you got um the Meerfield Village where he's he built that course up in Dublin. And um that's where they play the memorial tournament. It's Jack's tournament. Um right. so it's he's always been a pretty big deal. He went to Ohio State, um, the Golden Bear, everything. He went to Upper Arlington High School. So um, kind of as a kid, that's yeah, all you hear about is how good Jack was and stuff. But you also, I mean, it's kind of tides that kind of and You got Tiger. Um, everybody loves Tiger, it seems like. And um, you kind of want to be more like Tiger than you do want to be like Jack.
0: So was Tiger more your role model as a golfer growing up?
2: Uh, growing up, yeah, I always wanted to be like Tiger. Yeah, I had all the, all the Tiger Woods gear and the Tiger head cover I put on my bag when I was little. Yeah, it was awesome. So
0: have you been to the Memorial tournament and, and getting
2: the chance to watch those guys play? Yeah, actually we go every year. Um, when I was little, I was at funny stories. I actually got on the news because I'd sit behind one of the greens and every time I was so small, they, all the players would toss me one of their balls um, when they were coming off the green. So um, I got on, they showed me on the news one of the, one of the years, but uh, yeah, we go every year. It's a fun time. Um, now that I'm a little bit older, you you stop like just like look at watching the players you actually like i like to go and um like see what they're doing like while they're warming up like take some notes and see the way that these guys play and warm up and then you go and you what you notice a lot on the course is how um they stick with their routine on every shot no matter what it is whether it's a 300 yard drive or simple chip shot um how much time they take to look over the shot and uh, see what they want to do, make their make their minds up and then, uh, go from there. So have
0: you had a chance to play in your field?
2: Yeah, I've got a few buddies that are members. So they brought me out a few times. It's an awesome course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What, um, what's your favorite part of it?
2: The, it's a, it's a great design. Um, the greens are unreal and, uh, they just keep it in tip top shape all year round. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's hard to pick a favorite thing about that place. Um, But uh, one of my favorite things about the places of milkshakes after the round is they make the best milkshakes. You ask any tour guy and that's that's what they'll say.
0: So what is your favorite course at home to play? I mean, I'm sure you've played a ton of courses in Ohio, and there are a ton of great courses in Ohio.
2: My favorite course back in this area is probably – it's a place called The Golf Club. It's a super exclusive private club down the road from my house. I've only had the opportunity to play it a few times. Um, but I always got to go back to my roots. I'm a member of Jefferson country club. Uh, the head pro there is actually, um, a Stetson grad, he played on the golf team in the late eighties, so nice. I believe. Um, but I think he was on the team the last time they won conference. So he's been a great role model for me. Um, he obviously knows the land very well and from his spending his four years there. So it's nice to talk over stuff with him. And, um, he's been, a, he's been great for me uh, to have around.
0: And what was his name?
2: Barry Hinckley.
0: Barry Hinckley. Okay, yep. we'll remember that name. You're coming up and, and uh, you go to, to Bishop Hartley High School. How does Stetson become part of your thinking?
2: Right. Um, well, I went to Bishop Hartley. I went to Catholic school, um, kindergarten through 12th grade, and ended up going to Hartley, for, obviously, for high school. Um, so I, I think I was a sophomore. Um, I came down to Florida for a tournament. And I I, I wanted to play college golf. I always knew that. So I sent out a bunch of emails to every school, pre- every division one school in Florida. I think I sent the same email too. <laughs> and I was just trying to get somebody to bite on something. And uh, we were playing in Orlando. A couple of coaches came out to watch me. And then um, I think I got to like my 16th hole and pretty much everybody had seen what they needed to see or whatever. And then coach Watson comes up to me he comes and introduces himself and he um he's i think i'm on 16t and he takes a video of my swing and i kind of trying to like focus on still playing but i just noticed that and then after the round we chatted um nothing nothing too long and then i ended up coming down for a visit and once i saw the campus at stetson um I I decided I really liked it. And I actually, I kind of stopped talking to any other schools at that point because I knew I wanted to be a Hatter. And then, um, I, I committed, I think kind of early, um, in my college career, but yeah, I took a few other visits to some other schools, but I don't know, nothing really compared to Stetson and my parents and I agreed with that. And I wanted to play in warm weather. You see all the tour guys living in Florida, um, just so they can get year round golf and, I figured going to school in Florida is if that this is my best option to uh, continue working on my game and get to the point that I want to be, and then um, keep following my dreams after college.
0: Seems to be a similar story you hear from a lot of uh, students at Stetson is you know don't really know a lot about it until they come in for a visit, and then when they come in for a visit and see the campus, it's like holy crap.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd never even heard of the. I've never heard of it before. I'd never heard of the hack company before. I'd never heard of anything, and then. You come down and you get off I four and you should start driving into the land. You're like, I don't know about this, and then you see the campus and you're like, wow, this is this is beautiful. This is where I want to be.
0: You get to you get to school as a freshman in 2016. What's your what are your memories of that first year?
2: Yeah, that first year is a little bit a little bit hectic just because I was a freshman and I still needed to learn, um, still needed to learn some things uh, in terms of life and golf and stuff like that. So I came in and. We were qualifying for our first tournament, and I was lucky enough to play well in the rounds of qualifying. And then uh, I got to go to our first tournament, which we actually set some records at. Um, We had a great team that freshman year. Um, I think we went and shot 16 under as a team, Um, came in sixth in a stacked field. It was really, it was awesome. It was an awesome first experience. I shot five under individually, which I think is still my lowest. I think um, it is. like score. Yeah. Uh, so I obviously got off to a pretty hot start. Um, I just remember coming down that in that first tournament, I was on my 18th hole. I think it was ended on nine that day. And I was one under and I was thinking, I'm like, wow, this is like, I could shoot under par. my first college round. I wonder when the last time somebody did that. Okay. And then, um, I hit it in the bunker and it plugs in the lip and I had nothing. And I'm just trying to make like five or six. And I did it out and I ended up, I think I ended up three putt I made double on my last hole of my the of, uh, the first round and shot one over. And then the next day, I think I shot 68. And then the next round I might've shot 71 or 72, but I ended up shooting five under for the tournament. And um, it, it was a good experience. And then we, we kind of kept it rolling the next couple of weeks and came up to Ohio for a tournament. Um, and then some, some things changed in the spring and, We didn't get off to as good of a start and, um, kind of struggled in the spring. And then, uh, after that, I mean, it was kind of, um, just kind of more of a learning experience for everybody at that point. And, um, you know, we worked through it and, um, I've learned a lot of things since my freshman year. And, um, I, I, if you ask coach, he would tell you I'm a completely different person and golfer, um, from when I first stepped on campus.
1: Insight Credit Union is a proud partner of Stetson University Athletics. Insight has been bringing better banking to Central Florida for nearly 85 years. Insight Credit Union is your local go-to for lower rates on auto and other loans, credit cards, and more. Insight Credit Union and you, better together.
0: So when you come in as a freshman, you're you're coming onto a team that's got a lot of older guys, Baylor and Tate and that whole crew. Talk a little bit about how they brought you into the fold, so to speak, because Like you
2: said, you started playing right away, right? Yeah, I mean, um, they were they were older. I mean, everybody was. It was only me and Mike Dahlgren at that time um, that were freshmen. But then you got to you look at um, those all those. There was six guys, and they were all sophomores. And then there was two juniors. We didn't have a senior, so we although we had some some veterans on the team, we were kind of lacking like that senior leader role. But uh, that was filled pretty well by Chase Chase and Spencer Turner, who kind of like the The grandparents on the team since they were the old guys. Um, so I had the opportunity to spend two years with them and, um, they'd gotten to know, um, coach pretty well through their three years. And we kind of, um, all came into it, um, with a good mindset. So, um, we had these, uh, so yeah, it was, it was a little different because I came in right away and played. Um, so I, I mean, it was, I mean, you, you kind of look at it from their standpoint and then um, they they, they opened me, welcomed me in with open arms. I mean, they did everything possible. I felt like a brother from the beginning, and um, I, I wouldn't trade that year for anything. That's by far my favorite year of college golf.
0: Now, looking at your career scores, your first two years, your averages were 76.7 and 76.9, and then your third year, last year, 74.2. What was the difference? What did you figure out that, that helped make that
2: leap forward. And then you made another leap forward again this year. Right. So, I mean, you, I, it's just a lot of um like one thing coach and I worked on a lot was you, you're, you're looking at a shot and you might be in the trees or something. You're before I'd be trying to go into it and I'd be like, I can still make birdie from here, but that's just not a realistic option. You look at, you got to look at um where you're going to make the least amount of mistakes, mistakes, play to your percentages so what we work on a lot in practice is um, working on your wedge numbers. So if you're in the trees there and you, you got to chip it out to a, a number that you like, you want to find a number that you like, that you hit a lot in practice and um, that gives you the best opportunity to make four, five, four, five, five and take, take six out of the equation. So if you look at last year um, in the fall season, I led the country and uh, I didn't, I had the least amount of double bogeys. Uh, I think I, I had zero in the fall um so that that obviously is a help I mean, you make a, a double in a tournament and that kind of derails everything um but those first two years um there's a lot of growing up for me to do um looking back at it um that was pretty pretty immature on and off the golf course um so um just kind of being on my own i i got to, I had to learn the hard way and um coach helped me a lot with that and Help me as a person, as a player, um, but a lot of it has to do with just course management skills and um, what to do when you're in a sticky situation on the golf course. Um, try to limit the amount of mistakes. Um, uh, this year, I kind of did the same thing. Um, one of my goals was to not make a double bogey, and I think I might have made one on my first hole of the year. But um, no, I, I, it was a good. This year was good. Last year, um, I, I felt like I had things rolling pretty good in the fall season, then I broke my foot. Yeah. Um, so that kind of I had to take six weeks off there and then I come back in the spring and just didn't have it um, as well as I did in the fall but um, yeah I think I had two back-to-back or two bogey free rounds going in the fall so I, I was playing pretty well and um, Baylor Payne and I had some good rounds going and uh, he's a good competitor, and we we loved competing against each other, even though we we're on the same team. We always wanted to one up each other, so um, it's good to have somebody like that on the team. And um, he actually ended up getting a win in the spring, which was awesome to see. So it kind of pushes me, and now I got to go get one.
0: So you you started off as a young guy on, on a team with a lot of uh, no seniors, but a lot of older guys. Then they're seniors the next year. Then the, even as your junior year, you're on a team with a bunch of seniors. Then all of a sudden. Man, you're out there on an island by yourself this year with a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. What's the change in the mindset for you, changing from a a role where you've got seniors around to all of a sudden you're the only guy?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, it was definitely an interesting situation. I definitely had to kind of grow up pretty fast um, for that situation. But in high school, I was a captain, and um, I had the opportunity at Stetson to be a captain for my for my junior and senior year, and so you kind of learn a lot, and you learn about how um to help the different guys i mean there's a different way um to help each and every one of them um some of them respond pretty well to different types of criticism and constructive criticism and stuff like that you got to push people push different guys a different way um yeah it's it was a lot of it was a little bit weird at first thinking like i'm 22 2 years old and these guys are only 18 and 19 and i'm 3 years older than these guys but you just got to realize that um, somebody's always watching, and um, you, you you just try to be a good role model for these guys, and uh, try to help them succeed in their on and off the course endeavors. And you want to, I want to see the best for everybody that plays on a team with me.
0: So college golf is so different from what you see with professional golf because when you're playing as a pro, or even when you're playing in the summer or other tour things, it's just you. Right, and you're playing on a team. You've got to think about. What you're doing, how it impacts the team, how does that change your mindset when you're playing an event?
2: Yeah, it's kind of a, something that we we talked about um, as a team um, quite a few times because although it is an individual, it is an individual sport. That's just the way it is. Um, but you do count the team score in college golf, obviously. But um, that's one thing we we've been trying to work on is just we play pretty well in the fall or in the, in the summer tournaments and then we start worrying about each other and what we can do. And uh, he just made Bowie. I got to make birdie here. That's not, that's, that's just not a good way to look at it. Um, So what we've been trying to do is just try to play our individual game. Then at the end of the day, just kind of add them up and see what happens. Um, So I think uh, that's going to be a big part of what we do this next, this upcoming year. And then um, we'll work on it from there. And then we're just going to keep trying to get better. So
0: for you, obviously, this would have been your last year. You're graduating. You had already uh, gone to Q School and, and played through qualifying to try to get a, a card. kept kept your amateur status obviously because you were still playing college golf at Stetson at right. the time. But now, opportunity to come back and play another year. What well, what was the realization that hey, I can do this one more time? What was that like for you?
2: Pretty exciting. I love it. I love Stetson. I'm I wouldn't trade it for anything, but. You know, going back to Q school, um, played in Utah, I think the week before and come home back to Deland for a few days and then pretty much hop right back on a plane and go out to San Antonio to play in Q school. And, um, it was a great experience. Um, you, you learn pretty quickly out there. You don't have, to have any time to make mistakes, um, playing with these guys. So, um, I ended up missing it by a few or one or two shots, I think one spot, two shots maybe. And then, um, but you know, it was a great learning experience. Um, it was, you know, I was nervous going out there. I was nervous. And then you get out there and you're like, this is just what I've been. This is just what I've been working for. You just got to go do it. So, um, started looking at, um, what I would have the opportunity to do this year. And then this whole thing happens and you start, You started looking at what people are saying about Corn Ferry Q School because that's ultimately the goal is to get on the Corn Ferry Tour and then make it to the PGA Tour. So you start looking at that, and um, they're now they're saying that they're probably not going to be playing Corn Ferry Q School, and then the amount of spots for Monday qualifiers for Tour and Corn Ferry events are going to be limited to probably two, which is a very small number for a ton of guys trying to get in that spot, and they're expensive uh nothing's cheap out there so um i saw that as an opportunity I, I i just felt like maybe if i just come back for one more year um then after everything settles down then i'll just just do uh, canadian Tour Q school um again in the spring and then maybe do latino america Tour Q school in the spring as well and then just kind of work from there and just um i mean we got a great practice facility that uh, gives you the opportunity to get better so um I just want to – it just felt like it was an opportunity to come back one more year, play one more year with my boys and uh, keep getting better along the way.
0: Talking about your boys, obviously everybody on the team will get a year older, but you're also getting another older guy to come in and join you. Tell me a little bit about your uh, Ohio friend that's going to be joining the team.
2: Right. Uh, my boy, Nick Monts, uh we've been best friends since I think sixth grade. He grew up right down the road. We've always been playing against each other. Um, Sometimes in the summer, I spend more time at his house than I do at mine. So, um, he spent a couple of years at, or four years at Kent state and, um, saw the opportunity to come down here with his fifth year and we're happy to have him. And he's a guy that he hits it really far. Um, really far. He's like Bubba, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's one of my best friends. Um, grew up was, I think we were both top five in the state come out my senior year and he ended up going to Kent, and I came down to Florida and, um, you know, everybody. I posted on my Facebook wall that we were both going to be playing next year for the Stetson, and, and people were like, "This is just this just had to happen at some point." Um, so, I mean, it's it's going to be really exciting. Um, he's a great guy, and I'm happy to have him. And I think he'll be a help to the team, and he'll be a great asset. And he's a good guy.
0: Show your Stetson spirit and get your green on with officially licensed tees, sweats, hoodies, and more. Go to www.shopgohatters.com. All your Hatters gear is just a click away. Visit
1: www.shopgohatters.com today.
0: So talk about some of those young guys that you had on the team this year and what you see and what you think their potential is.
2: Yeah, so going into next year, we only got... I think four guys that are coming back from the team. So we got, with Ben Resnick um, who was one of our captains this year. Um, He's really grown into his role. I mean, coming into the year, we thought that this was going to be my last year and then he'll be the captain for next year. And they're not going to have any seniors, not going to have a ton of senior leadership, but uh, so Ben's kind of stepped into that role and he's done a great job. um, He really finds out what his priorities are and gets, gets to work on what he needs to do at practice. And, Kind of um, just looks at things a different way. He's kind of like a Midwestern boy, like me. He's from Wisconsin, small town. Um, so he kind of just gets what gets gets what he needs to get done. And he's been working pretty hard um, at this time um, in the off season. And then we got John Lumley. Uh, John, I think John played pretty much every event for us this year, except for maybe one. So um, you know, he's he had a great year. He showed glimpses of really good um, really good play. But then you look at my freshman year and I also, I had times where I made mistakes. It's just a learning experience for him. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to see how John progresses in the future. He's a great guy. and Uh, he can obviously play. And then you got Mason, uh, Quagliata called little gerbs. He looks like a little gerbil. And then, um, but he, uh, you know, he, he's, he had quite the resume coming in. Um, to his freshman year, he played in the U.S. Junior and drive, chip, and putt at Augusta and all that stuff. And, uh, but he, he had a great year. I think he averaged 74-something and a um, couple rounds under par. Um, it's just obviously a learning experience, and it's really exciting to see what these guys are going to be able to do in their next couple of years, uh, just learning the things that they, they, uh, they learn in those first few years and then going from there, they got a great shot.
0: So tell me about playing for Coach Watson. I mean, obviously, the guy's been around, seen everything there is to see, and done everything there is to do in golf. What what kind of lessons do you can can you take from him?
2: Yeah, I mean, Coach played played on tour. He's been around the tour guys um, for years. So, um, I mean, it's it's obviously a learning experience every time you're around him because he's always got something to help you with. So, Coach has helped me with so much, and. Um, he kind of tells you how it is and, um, that's just the way it is. And he, he wants, he wants the best for you. So whether you, whether you like it or not, he's just going to tell you what he thinks will, will make you better. And so if you look at that, I mean, um, I, I know Baylor Payne is a great example of what, what can happen if you listen to coach Watson and take his advice. I mean, Baylor, will be the first person to tell you that he was struggling, uh, pretty pretty good with his uh with everything coming into his freshman year and then coach Watson took him under his wing and helped him out and now you see Baylor Payne cashing checks out there playing professional golf so um he's a he's a good guy to look up to and um he's kind of filled like the the grandfather role um that I've had down in Florida um I've I've spent hours talking to coach whether it's about golf or about whether it's not I mean Anything you need, he'll make it happen. You need your clubs or your grip, he'll make it happen. He's he's the nicest guy around, and um, he's always there to help you. And um, it's been a blessing to have him as my coach.
0: So let's go back to when you're a kid. How do you how do you start playing golf? How do you choose golf under uh, other than all the other sports you could have played?
2: Yeah, I I didn't really play it. I played a decent amount of golf when I was growing up, but nothing, I didn't start playing in tournaments till I was maybe 12 or 13. I think, um, my dad's always been a golfer. My grandfather was a big golfer. Um, so I, but I played basketball and baseball growing up. Those were my main sports. So I didn't really play much golf, maybe once or twice on the weekend or something. But, uh, yeah, I played travel baseball. I played uh, basketball for the school and stuff like that. But, um, I think in seventh or eighth grade, I decided that i probably, that I kind of wanted just to focus on golf, um, and then go from there. And then I ended up dropping basketball and baseball and I started playing golf. And then my freshman year of high school, I didn't really, I didn't play varsity golf. So, um, I kind of just was just trying to learn how to play in tournaments and stuff like that. And in the next few years, things progressed pretty quickly and I started getting a lot better.
0: What was it about golf that
2: attracted you to stop playing basketball and baseball? Uh, I don't know. It's just, you get the bug. I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a hard thing that you can, it's a hard thing to describe. Just, it's just something that, um that you love, that I, I love playing golf and um that's just, it's just what I wanted to do.
0: So who were some of your role models growing up?
2: Um, some of, I mean, I love Tiger. I loved watching Tiger. Uh, when I was growing up, it was when he was making his runs at all these major championships, um, and then it, my grandpa was a good role model for me. Um, he played he played a ton of golf. Got to play with him a little bit, and then my dad obviously he was the one that before I could drive, he was he would take me out to the golf course. So I kind of he was kind of my first teacher and kind of helped me out and helped me get to where I wanted to be. And um, you know, he's my dad's always been my biggest fan. So is my mom, but. Um, so those two have been pretty instrumental in the way that, um, I've progressed through the years.
0: So you got your degree in sport business, correct? Correct. Yeah. So what's, what's, uh, plans for grad school?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm getting master's in business administration. Um, so that'll be, that'll be good. Um, looking forward to, it. I don't know a whole lot about, um, what I want to do if, after call, after I graduate with that. Um, I still want to play golf. That's my main goal is I want to play professional golf. So um, but yeah, I, I just saw it as a great opportunity for me to come out and uh, and play one more year. And, um, you know, a master's is never a bad thing in the business world if golf doesn't work out. and um, It's just a good opportunity right now. It's just how I see it.
0: So what do you see as some common myths about playing college golf that Maybe your classmates or, or uh, other people on campus might have about what uh, what it is to play college golf.
2: Yeah, it's 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 different than any other sport, I'd say. But because um, I, I mean, you got you got football and baseball and basketball, and they're all they're all practicing at a certain time, and um, they got two hour, three hour a day, or whatever. But um, you know, golf, we're kind of out there every day, all day. Um when it's even when it's not assigned. You know, we have our regular like two, three hour like mandated practices, but on the weekends when it's just us and we don't have official practice, um, you you'll always see the boys grinding and it's kind of like an all day, all day thing. So um, you know, we really wanna we work hard and you know, it's a lot of travel and you're missing class, you're pretty much missing two or three Mondays or three or four Mondays a just in one semester. Uh, just traveling to tournaments. So it's a lot of travel. I mean, we went to Vegas and Utah this year, and then you're flying all over the place and long drives, nine hour drives to North Carolina and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, it's quite the, you got to learn how to juggle it. And that's what I tell some of these guys that come in is, I, I, you know, it's hard to juggle. You start, you got to learn, like, how you are going to juggle a good GPA? You're going to learn how to juggle, schoolwork golf and social life because you got to be able to have a little bit of fun here and there but um uh that's that's just one of the biggest things that uh you got to do when you transition from high school to college and and then you got to learn how to play college golf because you're obviously playing harder golf courses and you're playing um uh, in different environments, different uh, conditions. It almost seems like every college golf tournament we've got, it's, it's, the weather's horrible. So uh, you got to really have a strong, strong mindset and you just go in there with the best you can.
1: Our local bottler, Coca-Cola Beverages Florida, is a proud sponsor of Stetson Athletics. They make sure you have the perfect addition to any game day, the refreshing taste of an ice-cold Coke. Stetson Athletics and Coke Florida, a winning combination.
0: So, how much is the having the Edinger golf practice facility? How much is that meant to the program, and what's it going to mean when it's all finished?
2: Oh yeah, it's 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 awesome. There's there's not anything bad I can say about that place. Edinger, is an awesome guy, donating all that stuff, and then coach did a great job putting everything together. Um, kind of like design the architecture and the landscape of the of the ground. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be unreal. I mean, before this, we had nothing. We had nothing before like there was weeks sometimes where i couldn't even hit a chip shot because we just didn't have a place to hit a chip shot so i mean that's you got endless possibilities out there and it's a place you can get a lot better and then once everything gets complete um i mean it's going to be one of the top practice facilities in the country and um it's it i think it's pretty much different than anybody else because we got all artificial turf and um it, it allows you to just kind of Forget about the maintenance for a few days, and you don't really need to cut the greens every day. It kind of makes it convenient for us. If you just want to go out there on your own and in the morning and practice, uh, you don't have to cut the greens or anything like that. So, um, you know, it's 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 a great place to get, get get better. You can hit tons of shots out there and um, work on your putting for hours, and then if you need to, you to, hit a few balls.
0: And I think you see from the scores this year, the team average was – under 300 for the first time in years. And I know that's not where you want to be, but that's a start. And that's that's uh, kind of shows the progress the team has made just because of having that facility.
2: Yeah, I mean, it a lot of it's come down to short game. That's just kind of what Coach preached on us all year. And um, you look at – I think you look at our chipping and putting statistics, and they've gone way down. I know mine have at least, um, just getting up and down you got a bunker to work out of. Um, so, I mean, it's it's one or two shots. You always look at one or two shots per person every nine holes and then go from there. But, um, you know, it's, those one or two shots come around the green most of the time. And if you can find a way to wrangle those in and um, get everything going, then you can have some pretty good rounds. And then you put that all together, and then you all of a sudden you're in the top 100.
0: Four years in college golf, obviously you've seen a lot of – Good college golf, how good is the level of play in Division one college golf and how how much better has it gotten during your time
2: oh yeah it's it's incredible um you get some of the guys out there you you see everybody and everybody kind of hits it the same um everybody kind of hits it to the same ability and everybody hits it good everybody does but it's the guys that that chip and um you get the guys that um are on fire and they'll shoot sixty three like it's nothing. Um, so it's the play out there is stellar. I had the opportunity this summer to play in, uh, the sunny Honda amateur, which is just kind of the top, top college guys, top amateurs in the world. Um, I know it's ranked like top five in the, in the country and biggest tournaments. So I had the opportunity to qualify. I got in and I'm playing with guys that played at Yale that were all Americans and then, uh, Ole Miss, Uh, you know, it's crazy. Um, but. There's so much talent out there, and then you just got to find a way to separate yourselves and uh, get everybody um, – and just beat everybody is kind of the way you got to do it. I mean, it's a, it's a tough, tough, tough game, and, um, you know, there's just a lot of competition.
0: Who are some of the people who helped you most with your game to get you to where you are?
2: Obviously, my parents um, putting in – they would drive me to the golf course. I think when I was little, they would just – when I was before I could drive, I guess they just dropped me off there and at sunrise and then picked me back up at night when it was dark outside and I couldn't hit any more balls, but, um, I got to give a lot of praise to them for them that, for them that. to be able to do that. It takes a lot of patience. And then, um, uh, I had instru- my instructor for a while, Troy, Wright. Um, he kind of helped me shape my game from a little kid, uh, up until up to like a grown adult. Um, so, it's, it's, we worked a lot on my swing and uh, got to help him with that. And then, uh, Barry, Barry Hinckley, obviously, the pro at Jefferson, helped me a lot. And he, uh, he's, he's taught me a lot of, a lot of things that kind of can't put into words just because it's just life lessons and stuff around the golf course. And, um, you know, I appreciate everything that everybody's done for me. And then obviously, Coach Watson, who's turned my game from a high schooler into a more of a grown adult game. And, um, you know, I appreciate that a lot.
0: So, what do you see as the strengths of your game, and what areas do you think, you know, you're still got a ways to go?
2: Yeah, um, I've always been been a good iron player. Um, I think at one point this year I was averaging like fifteen fifteen and a half greens per round, and then I was still shooting over par. So, um, I, I mean, I got to work on my putting. That's just kind of where I got to. That's that's just if you ask anybody, and that's that's kind of what I got to do um really got to buckle down on that this year if I can get the putter hot I'll be all right um I just remember a few rounds I think my junior year at um we were playing West Carolina's event I hit 16 greens and I got the putter going one day and made I think seven or eight birdies and then on the last hole I had the opportunity to tie the school record with Sam Ryder and I know it, I think my putt lipped out low side but uh it, it's nice to get the putter going every once in a while and uh, but just making that thing more consistent is kind of what you see these guys doing on tour. And um, that's just where I need to improve. And then uh, with the short game, like chipping and uh, like short wedge shots, that's kind of the same thing, but work out the facility this year, you kind of learn how things, things in, and then um, work on whatever you need to um, with that.
0: When you go around and play all these different tournaments a lot of, especially in different parts of the country, your, the greens are different types of grass. Right. How big of an how big of an impact does that have on on? I guess it's probably not as much on the physical act, but on the confidence of putting.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's you. It you got to learn right from the get go. Right when you get there, you get to the putting green. Um, so I've kind of grown up on bent grass, so I, I haven't had much of an issue with that. When we come back, come up north to play tournaments, but. When uh, when you go down to uh, South Carolina and you see all the different types of Bermuda grass that there is and the way that the grain grows and stuff like that, it's a lot to take into account. And then um, uh, you just got to learn how to trust yourself. And then you start looking at the landscape of the ground. And there's sometimes there's a, there's a place like out in Utah where everything breaks towards a low point in the Valley. And then you just got to take that into account. But yeah, dealing with the different types of grass on the greens is, it can be tough, but um, you just got to learn. How, you learn how to do it throughout the years. I've had since my four years, we've been all over the place. So I've played on—I don't even know how many different types of grass. So uh, it's 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 been helpful.
0: So you, you go. Everybody has seen the movie Ten Cup that's a golfer and, and the the Kevin Costner movie. But um, in that movie, he's experimenting with all kinds of different things to try to help his golf game how much of that actually goes on i mean how much how much do you guys play with things that you know hope you hope may straighten something out when you get into a funk?
2: yeah i mean i mean that that just brings back one of my one of my old teammates jared nichols um there's been times on the range my freshman year that the kid i promise you changed his swing 50 different times in one day um, but he was, he was pure. He was always, he always knew what he was doing, but, um, yeah, everybody's got their own superstitions on what, what you think will make them better. And then you look back at old swings and you're, you're trying to figure out where you're off. And, but, i uh, I mean, not a ton of that goes on really, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it depends on the person. Um, so that's just how it is. I guess
0: there's no substitute for hard work to, regardless of what it is.
2: Yeah. You find, you find what you need in the dirt.
0: Exactly right. So what are some of the things you wish you'd have known when you started out on this adventure in college golf that you know now and has changed you as a player?
2: Uh, I, I got to go back to thinking about um, like the ways to minimize your mistakes. If I knew a lot about that coming in, uh, how would things have been different in my first couple of years? And then you got my work ethic's always been kind of the same. I've always wanted to be the hardest worker on the team and um, just like I said before, you, you find what you need in the dirt and you keep working as hard as you can. And then, um, you know, coming into my freshman year, I, I had a little bit of trouble just trying to balance school and golf. Um, you get worried about missing classes and you got, you got to learn, have a good communication between your professors and yourself. Um, just that where you want to do where, when you're going to miss class for tournaments and stuff like that and work through it with them. And and then go from there. So, I mean, that's definitely a learning experience. Um, but I mean, I w- I wish I just knew that. Um, that's kind of what I wish I knew is just how I had to grow up fast. I had to grow up faster than what I did, and um, it's pretty apparent. My junior year, I started to started started to get it. It's kind of where I needed to be.
1: Gohatters.photoshelter.com is your one-stop shop for all of the most memorable moments from your favorite Stetson teams. Game day and event photos are available for purchase directly on the website. Show your Stetson pride and log on to gohatters.photoshelter.com to get your photos today.
0: That's one of the things probably most people don't understand about college golf is, you know, with other sports, baseball, basketball, football, you're playing on the weekend, you're traveling on Friday when class schedules are lighter. For you guys... It's, you know, travel on Saturday, practice round on Sunday, competitions Monday and Tuesday. And those are the two probably biggest academic days of the week. And right. so you have to do most of your academic work on your own, more or less.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's you're you're kind of doing everything you can in the van. We got the Wi-Fi in the van, so you're kind of doing all the school work you can until you get there. Just, once, we, once we get down there and once we get to where we're going and we kind of want to focus in on what we're doing on the golf course, you don't really want to be worrying about, Oh, I have this dude tonight. I gotta you know what I mean, you just wanna focus on what you're doing. So and then you hop back in the van on Tuesday afternoon and you take your eight hour drive home and uh you try to get as much as you can done, then you hop back and then you uh get back in the classroom on Wednesday morning at eight AM.
0: So if you weren't playing golf, what do you think you would be doing?
2: Oh, I don't know. I, I tell my parents this if I was if I was six, eight and I played basketball in high school, I'd be in the NBA. So <laughs> um but uh, I don't. I don't know what I'd be doing. I I think I'd definitely be still be playing baseball or basketball. And um, I don't know. That's I, that's a hard question.
0: So being around being around a team, I know there's always somebody that's the comedian. So what are some of the funniest things that have happened with you and and being around the Stetson golf team?
2: Oh, there's 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 quite a few. I mean, if you go back to freshman year and um, or they were at a tournament. I think I didn't play that week, but. Tyler Deerwechter was, uh, he was one of our better players and I don't know why he was shaving his head, but he, he was, he was buzzing his head with an electric razor and, um, ended up dying. So it was just like kind of half his head was shaved and the other half wasn't. So he just had to go get a, a razor and some shaving cream from the front desk of the hotel. And <laughs> he shaved his whole head off. And then, uh, <laughs> he came down the next day and even sending us pictures to the boys back home. And, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it was, that was brutal. Um, but yeah, he had a, he had a shaved head for the next couple of weeks. So, um, it was kind of funny to make fun of him for that, but, um, I don't know. That's, uh, we've had quite the experience with, uh, just being on, uh, you know, we had the hurricanes the So I think my freshman, sophomore, junior year, we've had a hurricane actually, I think every year, And uh, so we've been on the road for weeks with the same boys. So um, you kind of get to know them a lot better than you think. And then uh, you you obviously have a few laughs, but I think that's all I can share on here. (laughs)
0: What's been the highlight of your time at Stetson? I mean, what what things stand out as memories you'll take forever?
2: Yeah, um, obviously the brotherhood of the team. Um, I wouldn't trade these guys for anything. Um, you know, we've had some transfers, but I've stayed friends with them. They're still my best friends. Um, so, um, these guys are all going to be in my wedding if that ever happens. So, um, but yeah, they, and that's, that's the one thing I'll never forget is just the the bonds that I've had with these guys on the team. And then obviously with coach Watson, um, you know, it, it, he gave me the only, he basically gave me the only opportunity that I had come out of college golf or coming out of high school golf. So, um, I owe him a lot and then, um, you know, it's, it's the stuff that just, it's just the little things that go on at practice and, um, on our way to tournaments and, um, you know, there's some things that you just never forget and that you'll live with the rest of your life. And, um, I wouldn't trade my time at Stetson for anything in the world. Um, I, I love it. I love it here. I love that academics, everything like that. Um. So that it's just a culmination of things, and um, it's just been an all-around good time in my four years, and I'm looking forward to my fifth.
0: I know you talked about earlier uh, breaking your foot back in your junior year. had to be one of the biggest challenges you faced. How did you overcome and get through that?
2: Yeah, um, it wasn't – I mean, it, it was tough not picking up a golf club. I mean, I, that was the longest break I had to take from swinging. I think I was out, like – five, six weeks. So that was the longest I've been without swinging even, uh, my whole life. So, um, it was tough. It kind of sucked, but, uh, you know, you just, it's just kind of the, the word with adversity. That's just adversity. Uh, you, it's pretty easy to back down from it. It kind of just golf's taught me a lot about, uh, life and school and relationships in golf when some things don't go your way. And, um, you can either just back down and just let it go or, or you can get back up and just kind of try to figure things out on your own. Um, so it was, it was tough, but um, you know, I got through it and I was okay. And then it's obviously, I obviously didn't play as well in the, in the spring season. So hopefully God willing, I don't get another injury, but if I do, I don't know how to come back from it.
0: I guess you were fortunate in that whole situation because of what your dad does for a living, <laughs> he was able to, to kind of keep you on the straight and narrow during that.
2: Yeah, he was, and my mom. My mom's a nurse, so she always she always called me to make sure I had my boot on because she knew I'd try to sneak out of it and hit a few balls. But you know, I kept my boot on, and uh, my dad kind of walked me through the whole process. It was I didn't have to have surgery or anything, so it was nice. But um, you know, it's it was still tough.
0: So, um, what accomplishments at Stetson are you most proud of?
2: Starting with golf, um, I was a I was on the a all freshman team. Uh, coming out as a freshman and then uh, after that year and then and, uh, after my my junior year, I think for the first or two, the second two tournaments of the fall, I was uh, named player of the week. Um, I, I was playing pretty well before I broke my foot. And then um, I don't know, being named captain is a pretty big deal for me just because, um, you know, it just shows that people are looking up to you and trying to be. I just want to be the best person I can be. And then I think I was on honor roll every every semester. I was on Dean's list for one of them and a son academic honor roll. And, uh, you know, I, I've always wanted to, you know, I, my biggest accomplishment is to win conference. And that's that's kind of the reason I want to come back is that's always been my goal. And I didn't have the opportunity to do that this year. I was playing pretty well and really wanted to have one last chance at uh, winning conference. And then it gets it gets taken away and it kind of hurts. But then, um, you know, having seen the, the opportunity next year, it's just something I couldn't pass up, and that's just what I'm going to go out doing do next year. That
0: kind of rolls into my next question: What motivates you?
2: Yeah, that's that's always been my thing. Is I've always been a guy that sets, likes to set a lot of goals. Um, You know, if you're not playing for something, then there's just no reason. So, you know, as a team, we all set out goals, but then um, it's motivating me just to you know, I didn't, I didn't have anything come out of high school. So, um, it's nice going out there and playing in tournaments and seeing coaches that passed you up and, um, you just want to beat, you just want to beat everybody. So that's kind of what motivates me. And, um, you know, I really want to win a conference championship and that's my main goal. It always has been. Um, so that's kind of what we're working for next year. And, um, you know, we've got a good chance.
1: Experience renewal at the Westin Lake Mary Orlando North, a preferred partner of Stetson Athletics. The Westin Lake Mary welcomes you to North Orlando with 253 guest rooms and 14,000 square feet of function space. Be sure to ask for the Stetson preferred partner rate when booking the Westin Lake Mary for a better you.
0: So I see you're sitting uh, with a lot of uh, books and stuff on the shelves behind you. So what are you reading now and who are some of your favorite authors to read?
2: Uh, This is just our office. I, I, I'm still working on my schoolwork. I got to focus on that before (laughs) I start some recreational reading.
0: Yeah. Well, what do you enjoy reading when you do get a chance?
2: You know, it's nice to read like Bob Ritella books. He just, he's a mental instructor. He's a mental coach uh, for golf. So it's nice to read over some of those books and kind of, um, you know, it's always helpful. Uh, He works with a lot of guys on tour. I know he works with Virginia golf, Virginia's golf team, who's top notch and um there's always something you can learn about the game of golf. And uh, I've been doing a lot of research on um, like decade golf. It's a, it's a good thing to look at if you want to get better and you're just looking at where uh, you want to hit the ball and where your percentages are, going back to that. So I'm uh, doing a lot of research in this time since my off time and the weather's awful up here. So you guys got to try to make do with what you got.
0: What are some of your uh, most treasured childhood memories?
2: If that's, I mean, I, I can think back and I still remember winning my first little junior golf tournament, that was a pretty special accomplishment or my first birdie or my first Eagle, um, in terms of golf. But then you got to look back and you, I cherished every moment I had with my family and my grandmother. Um, so you just, that's, that's kind of where I hold things right now. It's just life's a little bigger than golf. Um, it's kind of what I've learned over the years is you just don't know and um, kind of puts things in perspective. And uh, you kind of kind of just want to be the best man you can be, and then your, your golf comes next, and then uh, you try to try to work from there.
0: What are your uh, – you mentioned earlier superstitions. What are your superstitions?
2: Mm, I always have two T's in my right pocket, um, no more, no less. Um, unless I break one and make a birdie, then I'll keep the one T in my pocket. But I use the same ball marker um every tournament and then uh always have a divot tool in there. And then uh I listen to music before my round. I don't know if that is like superstitious or not, but I've got I got music on before my round. And then uh I try to listen to the same songs. Um, and then it it kind of changes every year because then you you do something and um, You do something right before you leave, like you eat at a certain restaurant, then you play well, then you're like, okay, I have to eat here every time before we leave. And then you play bad and you're like, okay, we're done with this place. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it kind of depends on depends on the year, depends on the situation, depends on the boys you're with. But, uh, you know, everybody's got their different things. But my biggest ones are the tees in my pocket and then the one ball marker and a divot tool. That's That's all I can carry.
0: So what do you have in your bag? I mean, everybody – I assume you have to change and decide for different courses, different clubs, but yeah. what, do you, what do you like, to, what do you like to carry?
2: Yeah, you know, I carry, I carry all titles clubs, driver through putter. So, um, you know, it's always reliable and, um, I, I have a five wood and a three iron that I kind of switch out, um, depending on the course, uh, depending on what kind of shots you need to hit off the tee and what kind of shots you think you're have coming in on the par fives. So, um, just depends on the course, but, uh, yeah, tie, all tight list.
0: For being a golfer, you know, most people, when you ask them what, what do they like to do away from work and school, they play golf. Right. What does a golfer do when they're away from school and work?
2: No, uh, I, I, uh, for me, I, I fish a lot. Um, Nick and I go fishing a lot, actually, uh, just to try to get away from the game if you need it. And then, um, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. You just kind of hang out and, uh, basketball here and there i know coach watson won't like to hear that because he doesn't want me to get hurt but yeah i got a basketball hoop in the backyard so i do that whenever i can and just hang out by the pool when the weather's nice and uh you know when it gets warm things are a little bit easier up here because in the in the winter there's nothing to do but at least in the summer you can at least go fish and uh hang around by the pool and stuff like that but uh yeah i play a lot of ping pong with my parents and then um Fish a lot. That's I, I fish a lot. I guess that's the right answer that, for that question.
0: So, who's the most famous person you've ever met? And when and where was it?
2: When I was younger, we were at a hotel in Dallas, and I got in the elevator with Johnny Damon and Alex Rodriguez. Okay. So, we had a little, a quick little conversation with them. Didn't get a whole lot out of them. I think they lost that night to the Rangers. We were actually at the game, and then came home and ended up staying in the same hotel. Um, so that was. Those are probably the two most famous people um, at the time that I've met.
0: Very good. So this is a kind of a fun question. You know, the president walks into a room and everybody plays hail to the chief, you know, wrestlers come to the ring, they've got their ring music. What's, what's your, uh, what's your entrance music?
2: I don't know. I think I'd probably go with, uh, um, the boys are back in town or without me by, Eminem Slim Shady but uh, that's <laughs> those are two pretty good songs that I'd, I'd say probably describe me
0: alright quick quick series of questions here first thing that pops into your mind what's your favorite breakfast cereal
2: Cinnamon Toast Crunch
0: favorite cartoon character
2: oh uh, Mickey Mouse
0: favorite superhero Ooh, Batman if you could have a superpower what would it be
2: and uh-huh. why Oh, the ability to read people's minds because I, I'd, I'd like to know what they're thinking.
0: <laughs> What's your guilty pleasure?
2: Ooh, um, Oreos.
0: That answers my next question, your favorite cookie. <laughs> Oreos. Oreos.
2: Oreos, got to be Oreos, yeah.
0: PC or Mac? Mac. Uh, where would you want to go for a dream vacation?
2: I'd say I've never been to Hawaii. I know. I guess I have to ask the girls' team how it is out there. They seem to go every year.
0: <laughs> uh, celebrity crush when you were twelve?
2: Selena Gomez, probably.
0: What's your favorite movie or movies? Rudy. What's your favorite Christmas movie?
2: Oh, um, probably Home Alone or uh, Christmas Vacation.
0: Okay. What was the first? TV or what TV show or TV shows are you watching right now? Binging on?
2: Mm, I don't really watch TV. Um, My parents are watching Ozark, so they're trying to get me to watch that. But I I try not. I I watch a lot of Breaking Bad, and um, when that came out, and then a lot of Trailer Park Boys.
0: Okay. Who was your first concert? When? Where was that?
2: The Rolling Stones. I was in second grade, and. it was in Columbus. My dad's a huge Rolling Stones fan, so that was my first concert he took me to.
0: That Ohio Stadium or the It Shots was at Stadium? it was
2: at Nationwide Arena. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Um, who and what are you or what are you listening to most right now?
2: Um I listen to a lot of country music just being back home. Um a lot of Riley Green.
0: Where do you go when you need some
2: time alone? Mm, the golf course.
0: If you were going to be on a game show, what game show would you want to be
2: on? Uh, Probably uh, Wheel of Fortune.
0: What's your favorite place to go to dinner?
2: In DeLand, probably Half Wall. And at home, probably um, Baby Bob.
0: What's your go-to karaoke song?
2: Uh, Wagon Wheel, Darius Trucker.
0: Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. Name three people living or dead you'd want to play around the golf with. Uh
2: Tiger Woods, Tommy Fleetwood, and um probably Rory McIlroy.
0: Last question. What are you most looking forward to getting back to Stetson?
2: Yeah, there's I mean there's a lot of things to look forward to. I'm super excited to to get back with the boys hopefully uh we're able to play some tournaments in the fall but i'm looking forward to just getting better and working on our games and then uh having a little fun and um win some golf tournaments
0: very good we appreciate you having you on here on the hatter chat with the podcast you did great uh we look forward to seeing you play and uh, hopefully win a conference championship this next year and, yes sir and one last time yes around. sir thanks for having
2: me it's a lot of fun
0: once again, I'd like to thank our corporate sponsors for making our podcast and everything we do in Stetson Athletics possible. First of all, for our podcast, our title sponsor, Insight Credit Union. Our other sponsors for Stetson Athletics include Bud Light, Coca-Cola of Florida, The Weston in Lake Mary, Total Comfort, Hampton Inn, Morningstar Storage Solutions, Geico, Main Street Bank, Imageworks, Orlando Sanford International Airport, Florida Orthopedic Associates, and the Alliance community. Thank you to all of our corporate sponsors.